0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of Talking Trikes. In today's episode, we're going to have bring you the latest news. Not much, but some news anyway, um, as well as a new segment and another special guest. So, what's, is there any new news for you today, Carl?
1: Probably the biggest news that I, I've seen this week was uh, our post that we had on Facebook. So, Fast Cats Racing, tell us a little bit about that, Darcy, and, and what's going on and, and what's going to happen
0: yeah so they um they're basically going for another round of their um, extremely successful and popular track race that they had um a couple of weeks ago now um, it's going to be cool, but the big difference is that they're not limiting it to just uh, Mobrey High School and fast cats. You can enter your own team for one hundred and sixty bucks and get to race in really cool safe conditions just like just like how we would be used to so Looking forward to it. I'm going to be out there. Hopefully I can get out a ride. Because I sure would like to be out in the trike. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I definitely I'll be jealous not being able to rip around in a trike. So, sounds good. And there's going to be uh, schools on the following day?
0: Yep. So, um, thanks to the support from Lord Moriata High School as well as other big schools in the Pedalpree community, um, they're looking to do another schools race. They've had some mini races in the past couple of weeks, but they're looking to do sort of the main one on the day after this fast cat one. So that'll be the Sunday. If bridge went ahead. Yeah. So it's, it's going so to be cool. some cool velodrome racing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we will be on the scene. So we will be videoing it. Um, we'll be bringing you all the gossip and hopefully some live video, so you can all check it out and get around it. So it should be Yeah. Sick. Man, that
1: sounds good. It's going to be good to see some action. Yeah, uh, man. No, yeah that'll be that'll be pretty exciting if you know that you've yeah, got a ride coming up next month so wow. that's fantastic
0: yeah
1: awesome all, all right, right darcy so on tonight we've got a really really big guest uh he's been in the sport for such a long time as long as i can remember um been racing at such an elite level um loads of experience and look i've raced in a team with him i've raced against him many years that's and awesome. uh Look, as fierce as he is on the track, he's one of the nicest guys. He'll help anyone and give all the best advice. So on tonight, we have Rhys Bartlett. All right, everyone. So here's Rhys. Welcome him onto the show. Rhys, how are you, mate? How you been doing?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, bit over the lockdown in Victoria at the moment. But besides that, doing pretty well. How about yourselves?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm um, doing pretty good. Um, enjoying uh what we're doing here and getting on the show and talking all
0: things trikes. Yeah. Darcy, yeah. Likewise, I'm enjoying the sweet freedom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, it's been good. It's been all right. Hopefully yeah. we can all yeah. get back to positive, positive stuff and trucks. That's what we're here yeah. for. So no
1: obviously, thanks heaps for coming on the show. Um, you've been in the sport for we're going to find out how long, but let's talk back to when you first got into the sport, like when was it and, and how did you go about, you know, first getting into a three wheeled bike? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I can explain that. So growing up as a kid, I always enjoyed riding my BMX around the backyard, grow up on an acre, um, and a mountain bike as well. And then at school in grade six, they had a couple of HPV teams. Um, so this is back in 2001. Um, and we had tryouts on the netball courts and, of course, I, I wanted a part of it. looked fascinating, looked really awesome, so tried out, clocked some of the fastest times and um, <laughs> almost didn't make it into the team. Um, so my parents actually caught wind that the teacher at the time, because I wasn't a footy player, I wasn't an athletics runner, um, was going to miss out. So they spoke to the school and they realised that, well, we're doing it honestly on times, should, should be put in a team. Mm. And that's sort of pretty much where it started. So did it in grade six. Um, the trike we rode that year was a brick and a half. It was, it was <laughs> like driving a double decker bus around. Like It wasn't a quick trike. Um, we still did pretty reasonably from memory. I don't know where we came. And then went to high school the next year. And thankfully, Frankston High also competed. Maryborough, RSV energy breakthrough. And yeah, pretty much just, I, I had the bug after that first year. So just wanted to keep going with it. And I did. Um, and yeah, did it every year through high school by year 11. Um, wasn't able to get teacher support and everything working It just, it's, it's a lot of commitment, um, to make a team happen, um, and to coordinate everything to get there. Um, So yeah, it didn't happen that year, but the year before, when I was in year 10, I um, was there, there was uh, Ducky, who you may know from um, Underdog originally, I think it's Underdog he started, Um, he used to race with True Blue for a while, Um, he actually helped out through, I think it was a mutual friend that used to be at the school, um, just as a mechanic for the team. Um, So he was there, I was there, and that was the particular year that John Pierman and Brenton Pierman were at Maryborough. Um, They knew a couple of the teachers from Frankston High, and they were sort of on a bit of a lookout if there was any riders sort of keen on racing community teams, because they were looking for a couple. And after that, Maryborough, they picked up myself, Kane Butcher, and Ducky. So we started racing from 06 with True Blue. Um, I raced for True Blue whenever they raced, there's a few years we had off um, good old Johnny needed a bit of a breather like it's it's a massive commitment and like the attention to detail that John had put into a bike prepping it, everything leading up to a race and it'd just be pristine, it was a piece of artwork, you almost felt mm. guilty hopping in it and sweating in it, <laughs> a lot crashed it. yeah um, and yeah
1: they
2: they raced most years, um up till twenty fourteen. Bridge was the last race with them. Um in the gaps I'd ridden with other teams. Um had a race with uh plat racing over in Adelaide, had uh, a Thaggy with Instinct Racing. Um uh, there'd be a couple of others probably. Oh 2011 raced with Blue Shift. Mm. Um and then once True Blue um, stopped in 2014. I I can't remember how, but I ended up. I raced the 15, 16 seasons with Aurora. Yeah, yeah.
1: Jumped on board.
2: Can't can't for the life of me remember how that came about. But <laughs> yeah, it
1: was a good yeah. couple of
2: years. Um
1: Yeah, I think I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure. If we might have con- contacted you. Now. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I think possibly. Um, yeah. but yes, yeah, I don't know what happened, but it was yeah. a good couple of years. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, yeah Aaron. Aaron gave it up in end of 2016, so I was sort of looking. I, I was far from done with racing trucks yet, so I'm like, yeah. see, see what's out there. And I think I made contact with Waddle guys. Um, obviously, over the years we'd had a fair bit of competition with them, so I knew a couple of them. Yeah. And my old man had always got along with John Taylor, and I sort of asked if they had a ride available and certainly didn't expect to go in there and be given the golden treatment like just be a part of a team and quick enough get a ride. So so obviously
1: you've gone from True Blue um, to other races and then with Aurora had some success and then joining Waddle what was it like you know were you did you did you step in and did you feel comfortable did you work as a bit of a mentor for some of the younger guys or how did that go?
2: Yeah, it was an interesting change. So it probably more reminds me of back when I was in year 12 at school. So my year 12 team had a bunch of eight misfits from year seven through (laughs) myself in year 12. And just seeing everyone work together as a team, um, people that normally wouldn't come together and work with each other. And that is one of the things I've always loved, especially about the energy breakthrough, Um, but also generally h racing because that's what you do. And Waddle, I think, really does a great job of getting back to that core of everyone contributing, everyone chipping in. And, like, you are there on merit. You're not there just because you're a name. Mm. Um, And it's just a great team to be a part of. And I think also having a few teams, so you've got younger kids as well as a girls team, like, it just balances everything out. So it's not very one-sided. Yeah, Um, yeah. racing with true blue yeah some of the best years but like it's it's a bunch of teenage guys um there's not all the extra stuff going on around it you can just concentrate on yourselves and race so yeah big big change but love it Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's
0: so cool man so You've done it for so long. What What is the thing about racing that brings you back? Like, what do you just love about it, which just keeps bringing you back over and over again?
2: The the drive to do better. Mm. Um, so you have some races, you have good races, you bad races, you crash it, you ride well, do fastest times. And I, I hate getting past. Um, and you Don't we all? Running, <laughs> yeah. uh, you do, you hate it. But if you don't put in the effort up front training, preparing for a race, that happens. Yeah. Um, so it's always just trying to come back fitter and stronger and better. And it doesn't always happen um, quite often <laughs> the reverse. Um, back in the day, I used to be one of the most lax in our team back in the true blue days of training. I'd sort of trained for about eight, nine weeks tops. Those boys were sort of racing A grade and yeah, I managed to, Keep up with them somehow. Um, <laughs> certainly Keep up. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, um, I remember talking to um, this is oh, this was years ago. I remember talking with um, a guy race with Mark Henri- Henriksen or Henry. And he used to, I reckon he'd have bad dreams after the race because you'd be out there hunting him down and you'd come past and he'd get out of the trike and he'd said to me, Kyle, all I said, was, all I saw were these legs. And then he was gone and he was talking about you and the trike. And, yeah you are uh, definitely it was difficult <laughs> racing you with true blue I can tell you that, yeah some scary times.
2: there were some good times, yeah <laughs> some good races and some not so good races, but yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. you always want to keep doing better, and yeah. yeah, the bug of that race feel like when you're in a stint and your your red mist comes down like your heart rates up, you're breathing hard, there's trucks everywhere, and it's just chaos, but you just. Trying to weave that gap, like yeah, like, it's hard to explain. And like to people that haven't raced trikes, it's like go karts, but pedal powered. Yeah. the no, fit you are, the faster you can go. You can't just buy a new race engine. You got to train harder. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's
0: just it's so, awesome. yeah, it's so difficult to explain to people. But you talked about those great memories. Were there any good, bad, funny memories that stick out to you at all that you remember? fondly or not so?
2: Yeah, um, I think probably one of the best memories was 2008 winning bridge. Like
0: mm.
2: We'd sort of come over the year prior, have a bit of a sound out, see what it's like. Um, we had a head out, core Fleet Trike that year. Um, we managed to finish third and we sort of thought, all right, we can come back, we can do better. Um, and then the year after is the first year we had a John Taylor fairing um and michael rogan built us a new chassis and it all just came together and that thing was an absolute weapon um Mm -hmm. and yeah that race in 08 was just back and forth um yeah awesome awesome result and everyone worked pretty hard for it but it was like i think most of the wins i've had at bridge have only been by lap or like the seconds have been by lap like it's it's not often that there's been a blowout, like 10 or 15, 20 laps. Like it's generally pretty close over there, which at 24 hours of racing to do that. And like, in 08, I remember, so I started um, back when I did train a bit more and still had the start roll. but then I stopped training and didn't quite have the pace to start the races. Um, but I think it was the eight hour and the, uh, Sixteen or eighteen hour mark, the three top teams were still on the same lap at those two points. Wow, something crazy wow. like that. Like it, just yeah. there was nothing in it. But yeah. that was probably one of the highlights. Um, and probably one other highlight would have actually been one faggy last year. So when it was announced to be the last one um winning that with the Wattle Boys, and I got to finish the race as well. Um, which was that meant a lot, like to be able to do that with a good group of guys down there. And it's in my view, it's one of the awesome races. Like I just love the track and the fact that it's a race, it's a little bit less atmosphere probably than something like the bridges, but I don't know, the track, the I just love it. I'm addicted yeah, to it. Yeah.
1: It's it's a cool track. It's kinda of unique. It's got a little bit of everything. And Reese, you've actually... Do you recall any of your... I remember some of your crazy fast stints there. Do you remember any numbers or averages or anything like that for anyone watching at home?
2: Yeah, so I remember it was one year in particular when I actually trained, like, all summer, and I was super, super fit. 2012, one thaggy, I did three stints. They were, like, an hour, hour and 20 or something, each of them. And I averaged uh oh, 201 202s for the three so and a half hours. Like, <laughs> yeah keep in mind the track was a bit different back then it wasn't as bumpy as it is now around a bus stop corner
1: mm.
2: um the second part of the straight we near pit exit it's way coarser and slower now than it used to be but like all the same at the time like i don't think anyone came near it
1: like yeah
2: i think in my first stint i had an hour and i put like six laps over two minutes. Wow.
1: <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like, and, and even that feeling at that track, it's just some of the corners you just, when you, when you nail them, it just feels so good.
2: So good. Coming yeah. into that bottom corner off the um, oval. So you've got a little kink and then the next left-hander, that left-hander just floating it through there yeah. and the left wheel's just in the air over the curb, but it's not actually on the ground. And
1: yeah. And just carrying it all bang it's yeah it's good it's a good yeah. one yeah. I think we've uh we've chatted with some of the aurora boys and some of them absolutely hate that track and some of them absolutely love it yeah um it took, me, it took me a while to actually kind of you know learn how to ride a track and and that's one thing we've spoken a little bit about you know every track uh you know the way you might train or, or race the track it's it's kind of Mm. A little bit unique there but It's a a great track So talking about that, would would that be a highlight Of like one of your best performances Or or is there anything Else come to mind?
2: Oh, That would by by far be My top performance in a track I reckon, like I've been Up there but never like That was probably the fastest rider on track That race, Um, I don't think I've ever been near that since I've sort of been up there but like I was sort of only a matter of seconds off the lap record for race pace, uh, yeah. which <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't think I'll ever come near that again. I'd love to, but
1: well, we never know.
2: I keep never trying, <laughs> <laughs> keep trying, but trying to actually do the training. And it just yeah, you never get a clear year where you just absolutely nail the training. Yeah, yeah. Where something gets in the way. Mm,
1: yeah. But, well. We'll, we'll see what happens. It sounds like you're pretty keen for uh, getting back in a racing whenever it resumes. So that sounds really cool. And, and we can't wait to see you back on the track.
2: Yeah. Dorothy. not wait to be back on track.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so cool, man. I've never actually raced once, faggy. I feel like I'm what? missing out. Well, you really never. I've never been there. I've never raced there. I've never even seen, I don't even seen much footage from it. I think, Am I missing out? From what I hear, I might be missing out a little bit.
2: I think um, I put it in the same boat almost as Kilsyth last year. So, Kilsyth, I had a race out day. over. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
2: I like the technical tracks. And I think this mm-hmm. goes back to when I used to race for the True Blue Boys. Like, I didn't have the straight line speed. So, I had to find other ways to make up make ground. Up. Yeah. And you, you throw some technicality of cornering and traffic in, and I sort of start coming to my own a little bit
0: yeah um,
2: and that 's just practice, and don 't get me wrong it doesn 't always go right. sometimes it goes really pear shaped, but yeah, I do like the corners in the traffic, so
1: yeah yeah i think I think those technical tracks if you look at one day in and you could be on a good lap, and then on a track like that, you might get held up or something could happen, and all of a sudden you lose like ten seconds in that lap and and that really you know, that rider craft um, goes a long way on a track like that compared to probably a track like Adelaide, where it's very hard to gain back, you know, a lap once you lose it. So, yeah, yeah. Adelaide,
2: I, um, yeah. Geordie <laughs> says this. He's like, I'm happy to put you in the team at any race, but Adelaide, you suck there. I'm like, yeah, no, pickle. <laughs> yeah, cool.
0: it's,
2: it's just a power circuit. And like, yeah, I just can't get, I can't make up ground unless I'm absolutely fit there. Yeah. Um, Whereas other tracks I can like one faggy. It's, it's the sort of track. If you get your rhythm and routine, you can do pretty well um, around traffic. Um, Mm -hmm. So in 2000, I'm going to guess 2014, um, we raced there um, a bunch of the true blue guys, but we raced with um, Mick McTeague in bluey. So an XBYR bike. And the gear shifter was a nice SRAM mountain bike shifter, but it shut itself about five or so <laughs> in. So being a full carbon monocoque, you couldn't change a gear cable and gear shifter easily. So we wound in the limit screw on a derailleur and rode single speed. for. <laughs> and Paul, I'm pretty sure, cracked the fastest lap of the race. I can't remember if it was before or after the shifter broke. I finished second. I don't know by how many laps, but, yeah, still finished second, by I think it was yeah. only four or five laps. Yeah, wow. So wow. it's that sort of track. Like, if you get a rhythm, it's not a fast track to slow track, so you can get in that groove. But, mm. yeah, I just love it. Yeah. yeah. One, day.
0: Okay. Well, one day. Yeah,
1: one day. One day. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he can go ahead again. Um, they went to... Um, know awesome measures this year to get it up and going again and unfortunately wasn't wasn't to be but you know who knows what can happen and and it showed the support of the community what you know what we can do and 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 what what we can get going so that's really cool talking a little bit about you know um tough tracks to race on have you had many bad like accidents or crashes
2: over the time?
1: Um, I do remember. Uh, I
2: feel a that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, tried, tried to keep it straight, face. <laughs> no, nah, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely been some pretty major crashes over the years. Um, there's a few in particular come to mind. Most of them have sort of been your rollover, you whack it back in first gear when you're on your roof or side and off you go again. And quite often the pits don't even know because you don't lose a lot of time. Mm. there's other crashes which can be race ending yeah. um, I'm sure some people, a lot of people will have seen the images from 2011 uh, Murray Bridge when I was racing with Blue Shift and mm. the guys from SA there and it, I've got a photo album on Facebook um, I've named it The Cursed Race and it was literally a cursed race from get-go first ride I had an asthma attack second or third rider blacked out and rolled at channel seven. Like it was stifling hot race. And then later on Wade was riding and crashed into the bottom of the bike, broke his foot or ankle in a couple of spots. And then not long after that, I was riding and coming out of channel seven, wrote the bike off entirely. Um, Yeah. Hit the fence doing about 50 odd K an hour. Uh, Pretty much came out of the corner. So I'd been gaining on phantom who went on to win in the corners but I'd lose and Tim Corbett was in at the time and every time we hit a straight he'd just pull away and I'm like I can't can't keep up with that so I was hammering the corners and came out of channel seven and that last little kink he went left of the slow trike and it was yellow that's all I remember and it sort of jagged right and I've jagged right to avoid it there was a gap there there wasn't a gap there and it launched into the fence pretty hard so ripped the whole knee roll bar apart and the roof came off and cracked the head roll bar, the rear roll frame of the bike. And yeah, the chassis I think was okay, but the fairing was a complete nutter bin yeah. job. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw a picture of that. Um, I
2: was talking to David Parsons who raced the blue shift. Yep. for Yeah. Yeah. He, um, so yeah. Dave Parsons is the guy that started that race. He was absolutely flying and going well until he had an asthma attack and had to come into pits. Yeah, well, he had, a,
0: yeah, he had a pretty bad accident last year as well. So, it's, um, yeah. yeah, he's not doing so good. Not so. had a good
2: run. but No. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that that was probably one of the worst ones. Well, I think fair to say that was probably my worst crash. I've never ended a race in a truck um, other than that. I did cause the Waddle crew a fair bit of pain at Loxton, I think, last year. Um, I managed to put the toe out about 60-odd mil and bend cross member and kingpin. What happened there? Um, The double corner near where the toilet block is, just before the start-finish line. (laughs) So coming into that first part of that, the right-hander, And I'd gone on the inside of a, it was a wider cooler. I don't know who it was. And I thought I had enough room and I sort of made the dive down the inside. So I had a clear exit on the second part of the corner and they came over a bit more and I'm like, all right, I'll move over a bit more. And i misjudged where the curb was completely and just (sighs) popped the tire and yeah crawled back to pits. And I'm like, sorry guys. And yeah, Geordie went out and left two black lines up the pits. And we, we thought it was just water on the tyres initially. I was kind of, I think, hoping. But, yeah, Now the toe was cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, um. you know, whenever I've watched you race, you know, one of the cleanest, you know, take every corner so well. And it just shows that it doesn't really, you know, matter your level. It can happen to anyone. And, you know, racing's racing and things happen when you're fatigued and tired yeah. and, and and accidents happen so yeah some pretty uh pretty bad crashes there so what about best memories like other than you know when you said about race wins and stuff what about like best memories in terms of like fun and is has, has there been any really funny stories that you can remember or that comes to
2: mind um yeah definitely with the true blue boys and the wattle boys like and even aurora probably less so with aurora because I sort of raced with you guys but because I was down in Melbourne and you guys were all sort of up around the Maryborough area I didn't have that same team experience yeah yeah Um, and like with the Waddle guys I I live further away but because there's so many races now I spend a lot more time either going to races with them or I've spent some weekends up there sort of trying to help out like what have you the true blue guys though like awesome bunch of mates like we raced together and we started off sort of not getting results and then started getting results and it just sort of built like i don't think we really straight away thought hey we're going to go out and win these races it's just we'd rock up have a bit of fun do our absolute best and started getting results and sort of all right well i think we can do this so kept yeah. going harder and harder yeah but just after events with those guys always a kfc <laughs> Get a daddy bed. (laughs) You have to. You absolutely have to. It's just the best thing. Goes down like a dream after a race.
1: I love that. So uh, we've talked about like your, you know, best performances and some of your crashes. What about, what would be in your, you know, eyes looking back one of the best performances you've ever seen from another rider? You know, it could be in your team you're in or someone riding in this. So
2: many, so many, but like they all sort of blur. I know one of the best rides I'd seen would easily be um Matty Leonard back at Wontaggy. I'd done it a yeah, year, year yeah. ago. He, he had this goal. He wanted to crack 100Ks. And I can't remember he cracked it, but he must have been knocking on door. It was like a two and a half hour stint down at Wontaggy. Yeah. And it was at the same pace as everyone else. Like, he didn't drop the pace at all. So that's that's definitely up there with one of the better stints. Yeah. Um and then I reckon the next one would have to be Aiden at Adelaide. uh Adelaide. I can't remember what year it was. You probably remember it um Kyle we were We were trying to either catch you guys or hang out in front of you guys towards the end of one of the Adelaides about two years ago. yeah, um, and Aiden just absolutely Mm-mm. gave it everything, and it was like literally I think we were chasing you guys down. Was in, that
0: twenty eighteen like, when it was like, really yeah. Mar- yeah. yeah, I remember, I remember
2: that. Twenty eighteen yeah. and Aiden like absolutely amazing stint, like yeah guy absolutely undersells himself. Thinks yeah. he's just a mediocre writer, but like he is anything but
1: <laughs> I remember seeing um the interview afterwards and and he says, Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if I could catch him or not, but I just uh just did my best. It was lots of fun and just <laughs> yeah <laughs> just Cool, yeah. cool cucumber and uh, he just you know won the race <laughs> and he was just really calm um, and it was
2: just like another day for him. That's just who he is he's just yeah. an awesome bloke like he reminds me of um Brock back in the true blue bike like he'd just get out oh, yeah. of here and like he'd just do his thing he'd just go for the full stint do awesome times no fuss no hassle never any problems Yeah. and just sort of goes under the radar but absolutely awesome sort of person to have in a team and, yep. and great guy to be around as well. Yeah. So,
1: very, yeah. very, He's been very consistent for, yep. you know, many years now. So yeah. Yeah. Great writer there. All right. So talking about all that history, is there anyone that you, you know, might want to send a special mention or a special thanks to, you know, from the past history? I know that Steel, um wanted to thank um, a few people. What about yourself?
2: Just everyone that's been able to put bikes out that I've been able to ride. Like, over the years, I haven't really built bikes. Um, although there was one bike I built, well, didn't build. I helped helped build in a small portion. That was Jamaican Me Crazy that we raced at Thaggy back Ooh. in, of, I don't know what year.
1: Yeah, I remember um,
2: that. Yeah. yeah. Tim, Tim Tim Marquette and um Daniel Azar. I just know him as Azar. I can't ever pronounce his last name, but they spent an amazing amount of effort designing and building that bike and a few of us went up and helped out on a number of weekends with the plug and the moulds. Mm. But yeah. um, it'd just be all the people that have actually put put the teams together, put the effort in behind the scenes, make the races happen. So Johnny Pym and John Taylor, all the other guys at the Waddle Crew, Aaron, like, they've I've been so lucky over the years that since I left school, I have absolutely had some of the best machinery under me. Always Mm -hmm. turned up to a races with bikes that are just ready to race right to the end. And like you see some some people's races don't go to plan. The bikes don't last. They're not quick from the start. And I've never had that happen. Um so just everyone that's made that happen has done an awesome job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And I think that's so important to thank those people because they're the ones that are putting in so much time, so much effort, in a lot of cases, their own money in just so they can see, especially for team managers, seeing their own team succeed. It's almost like a family to them. So I think they deserve massive round of applause and they deserve all of the love and support that we can give them as writers and anyone.
2: Yep. Totally yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, just before we get on to some quick questions Reese, in your eyes, how do you think that pedal pre or trike racing could potentially evolve? Or is there any direction that you'd love to see, um, the racing go down or anything added to the racing? Like, do you have any, anything there at all?
2: Yeah, I think it's an interesting question and I don't have a answer as such. Like, I don't know what'll work, but I definitely would love to see the sport grow. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity for people to have good engagement with others learn working with others learn different skills like working on bikes making fairings making chassis organizing events PA like there's there's so many opportunities and avenues people can get involved with the sport but I think one of the best things that I see as happening in the nearer future is shorter sort of style races be they mm. sort of 20- minute heats and time trials or five lap sprint races or something like something that's more compact, a bit more um, spectator friendly um, and not necessarily going to result in the same sort of damage or fatigue to bikes and fairings. Um, Also probably less effort to set up for. Um, There's a lot goes into just being there for a six hour race, putting a bike on the line a team together and, you normally end up with some form of damage um, and it's just cost and time and effort. If you can sort of do those shorter races, hopefully avoid that um, yep. and yeah, bring more spectators into it, make it more entertaining for people. Not saying the long races aren't, they certainly are, but to a lot of people, they'd come in and watch a 24 hour race and I wouldn't know what's going on unless they're a part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's spot on. And I think if you knew, if you had, family or friends coming to watch the race and they knew, oh, Reese, Reese's heat is at 10 o'clock. Cool. Yep. I'll go down and watch, you know, it, and it might be a little bit more inviting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's one thing that I, you know, the guys at Fast Cats Racing um, are going to be running um, another little event we mentioned earlier. Um, and I think that's a cool thing. And, and hopefully they continue, you know, yeah. I would call that like a club race yep. um, for those guys to kind of, um, kind of evolve themselves because sometimes it's hard when you have, you know, one race, it's a big race and you got to turn up and perform, but you, you don't really know where you're at because um, not a lot of people get to ride um, the bike, you know, before a race. So, yeah, yeah. that's a r- really, really cool um, point there. So we'll see what happens, yeah.
2: Yeah. They tried the same thing down at Casey Fields. They did a few sort of time trial races, I think it was, down there. One of the problems with that sort of racing is a lot of people that want to ride trikes don't necessarily have access to race in a trike, If like, don't have a trike available. Yeah. Because um, they're not cheap things to own and have something that actually passes some form of safety. <laughs> um, yeah. It can't just necessarily be a bodge job, backyard job. It's got to be something half reasonable and safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah, I think true. that's that's something that needs to be considered. How to sort of get around that? And like, it's all good and well having bikes that have been raised by schools and community teams, but is that enough? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yep,
1: yep.
0: Good point. Yep. All right, so I think we'll get onto some quick fire questions and would you rather, what well, rather rather not questions. So, um we won't really do them in any particular order. We'll just do them together. Cause that's what we seem to do anyway. Yeah. Um, so Carl, do you want to take it away mates?
1: Yes. Okay. So Reese, you're in a 24 hour race and you're six hours into the race. One lap's in it. Would you rather be leading by a lap or chasing by a lap?
2: Ooh, have to be leading. Mm. Yeah. As much as it comes with more pressure, I think I'd, prefer to be out front because you never know what's going to happen in a minute. <laughs> right on. That's true, man.
0: All right. So Reese, what, what is, what's your favorite track? Like what's your favorite track? I know you love one thaggy, but is that your favorite track?
2: <laughs> I'd have to say one thaggy at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did thoroughly enjoy the old bridge. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we can do something to get that old track back. Cause yeah, the new bridge just doesn't quite have the same feel as the old track. Mm. And then Kilsyth, I loved Kilsyth last year. Bring that back.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, my next, would you rather? Would you rather ride in the heat or in the wet?
2: Um, I'm gonna say the wet. As much as I do cope in the heat, I'd prefer to be comfortable in the wet. Yeah. As so long as, as so long as I can see, I'm not fogged up to the point I can't see, because that just ends in disaster. Wet.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Reese. What was what's your favorite looking trike? That it could be your team, could be another team, but what's the best looking trike you've ever seen?
2: I'd almost have to say the twenty eleven blue shift, that thing was an absolute gem leading into the race. It's it's a toss up between that or the twenty fourteen True Blue, because that thing was Mickey Mouse. (laughs) It just it was it was honestly the best bit of art John had put forward. Yeah.
1: All right. So moving on from best looking trike, what about best performing trike? You know, speed, handling, comfort. What was what's your pick?
2: Ooh, I'd have to say iron <laughs> mm. Um in terms okay. of okay. iron bark. So what's yeah. newer trike? Um, yeah. In terms of outright speed, I don't know whether it's a whole lot quicker. It's definitely quicker, I think, than the 2014 True Blue. But I don't know whether it's just memories make the 2014 feel like it was better. But that thing was an absolute gem to ride. Yeah. Yeah. There you
0: go. All right. This is probably my last one. Um, But what what is your least favorite
2: track? Uh, Least favorite track? you're oh, gonna have to say Adelaide. Oh, too much power. <laughs> yeah, I I actually enjoy like all the other tracks have a bit more in terms of cornering, but Adelaide it, there's only that one corner. Mm. Unless it's wet and then the top corner coming onto the main straight also becomes a corner. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Three wheel drift. Right,
1: my last <laughs> <laughs> my last uh, question. If you're stepping into the bike who is the rider that you do not want to be stepping into the opposition team? Who do you not want to ride against? Who do you oh, fear? Is there anyone? Be have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of been doing this thing. Yeah. He's, uh, he's one of a kind, isn't he? I've kind of been, you know, in a good trend riding in a team with him, so I don't have to ride <laughs> against him. <either. laughs>
2: It's never fun riding against him. Like, I remember there was one bridge. I can't remember which one it was. He was in at the end of the race and might have been towards the end of the race in the morning on the Sunday. Yeah. And he was just reeling off times that were, like, 15 seconds a lap quicker, just about on lap record pace, like,
0: for about 40
2: minutes. And it's just, like, this guy's insane. Like, I think we were in front at the time, but, oh, you don't want to be out there when he's out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, spot on. We'll have to get him on and ask him I don't know, what he eats or
2: something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <He does.
1: laughs> all awesome.
0: right. So that's all good, man. Um, I guess it's time to wrap it up. So we'd like to say a massive thank you to Reese for coming on the show, man. Um, we appreciate all of your insights and funny experiences and everything that comes with being Reese Bartlett.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Thanks for coming on. Um, it's been awesome to chat about, you know, how you got into sport, your success, some failures there with some crashes, but, you know, all in all uh, we really look forward to seeing you back on the track when racing resumes and uh, maybe some of those other boys from True Blue that, you know, yeah. packed up shop, but they might be back and uh, that'd be great to see. So thanks heaps for joining us and uh, we'll um, see you in the future. Darcy, what's going to be happening on our next episode?
0: Um more special guests i guess yeah. um i say the same thing every week just more special guests more news and keep an eye out for coverage of the sprint races happening at Hanson velodrome hosted by fast cats racing that might be coming out whenever it comes out so we would all look forward to seeing you guys thanks uh, once again reese and we'll see everyone for episode 10 of talking trucks
2: Goodbye thanks for now. having me guys Thank you.